For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, welcome to the good news. We've got author speaker Robbie Yopes. Hello, Robbie Yopes. Hi. Hi. I made an unknown noise there. Yes, you did. Hello, Angie. Good morning. Robbie's on antibiotics. She's recovering from a long stint at home, and so she's just getting used to speaking to others. I had the croup. Oh. Like laryngitis, like a kid. Really? Yeah, I went in. My son was sick, but he didn't have the croup, and I then I got sick, and I went in, and uh, my doctor said, um, yeah. You this have, is the good news, Robbie. You have the croup. This is not, okay, this is not good. Croup is not good news. Here's the good news. Three, okay. we, three weeks later, whoa, I'm better. Wow. I, I talk like this, and I yes. coughed all the time. Wow. Well, I'm glad to have you back. Me too. It's always fun to have you. Hey, we're going to talk to one of the stage directors up at the Central City Opera. Uh, and oh. I, I'm just curious, like, how it goes on behind the scenes, because I just went to one of their opening events, the Flower Girl-like ceremony and event, and it was a ton of fun. Mm. And um, I don't know Italian, so I have a hard time with Italian <laughs> I tried office. auditioning, but they wouldn't take me. Really? They wouldn't take me? <laughs> no. Yeah. They said, we're looking for a fat lady, Moose. Oh, like, oh, oh, man. oh wow. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe stop yourself <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about that and then um, Robbie will come back after that and we'll um, do a couple of good news stories but I wanted to start off with something I thought was kind of interesting regarding the 4th of July and history so you know a lot of times these guys will go out and they'll do man on the street interviews so down in San Diego <laughs> where I used to live I worked yeah. for a Fox station down there and beautiful and he went to the beach so crowded and he asked people Hey, do you know why we celebrate the 4th of July? And I'm sure some people knew, okay? Of I'm course. I'm sure they take the worst answers. Yes. So uh, here please. are a couple of the answers <laughs> from our fine friends in San Diego about what they think the 4th of July is about. Interestingly enough, the guy who does not live in the United States of America seemed to have the best answer. What country famously broke away from England to start their own country in the late 1700s? I have no idea, man. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> What are we celebrating on the 4th of July? Exactly? Our independence. A little more specific. It's the day that we overtook the South. And it's the day that, um, it's our independence. It's, that's why we have the fire. From the South. From the South, exactly. So it was the victor of the Civil War? Yes. What year did we declare independence from Britain? 1773? 73. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Getting people's uh, thoughts on the, what country we broke away from when we declared independence back in 1776. <laughs> Didn't know. America celebrates the 4th of July. Is it Independence Day when you got rid, uh, rid of uh, Mother England, right? Yes. We have the foreigners that know why we celebrate it more than Americans. Everybody do. loves to get rid of their, like, you know, like the, 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 colon, the colonizers. So it's, uh, it's always That's good. That's incredible. <laughs> it's always good. Thanks for knowing that. That's yeah. incredible, man. Have a good, one. Have a good vacation. See ya. 
So in seventeen in June oh. of seventeen seventy six is actually when the thirteen colonies then fighting in the revolutionary struggle uh, weighed a resolution. And now July second, I believe, is when they came to the agreement. July fourth, everything I think had been signed or almost signed. everyone had signed. And uh, it was interesting because John Adams several years later complained that he felt America didn't know enough about history. Boy, would he be rolling over in his grave if he heard that interview? Oh my word! It's uh, it's very tragic and very funny that that woman thought the south was uh, we we had independence over the south that was painful to listen to being for, from the south yes, oh my a, word well, being a teacher from the south yes I oh mean, my goodness oh bless her heart I, well i'm always appalled too when they're like they'll ask um you know for instance uh well i i i, I interview um a conservative politician uh, a, a political analyst from the south a lot and he is a professor as well and he will ask his students questions and then he'll report back to me and he says they'll know more about the Kar kardashians than they will about you know history or our government or what's going on and i'm always astounded when they ask people like who's the vice president and then they'll be like uh, Hillary Clinton, um, <laughs> Joe, somebody, it's a Joe, um, that guy, Joe Boxer or whatever, the Joe guy, you know, they're just no shorts or whatever. You know, I mean, just, I am shocked. Oh my you word. Know, sometimes kids will actually know the answers. Yes, over their absolutely. Parents. But these were like, some of these, these weren't all like young people. It was like from senior citizens down to, you know, like a mom to, you know what? It, it could be the beach air. It, he was on the beach. <laughs> So let's just, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> There's some pollution down there. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. All right, I've got one more sweet story. So that, you know, 4th of July over, but I just thought I'd share that with you because I just got a little giggle out of it. But I thought this was a really sweet story. As we, you know, thank veterans, I think more people were prompted to thank veterans and feel, maybe feel a little more patriotic over the weekend. And one Very of the much. one of the stories, and um, I, I'll, I'll just kind of gloss over the specific uh, the specifics. But in Brooklyn, there was a group of people protesting the police, and they were going to have a flag burning event. And oh. I said last week before this all went down, um, hey, you know what? There's going to be some problems because a lot of people who are patriotic are going to have a problem with this. So as they're blasting the police and burning flags, a group of bikers, patriotic large bikers with large tattoos, large motorcycles. And they were large, burning the flag? No. Okay. They, the patriotic bikers pulled okay. up. Okay, yes. Oh, And they're upset good. with the protesters. Sure. And so they were giant. Their tattoos were big. They were huge. And so they're towering over uh, the small flag-burning um, protesters. And guess who the protesters had to call to protect them? The police <laughs> they were protesting against. Isn't Hi, 911. Yeah, we're the people burning the flags and we hate you, <laughs> but you, could you come and just rescue us and then we'll Absolutely. go back to hating you oh my goodness is that not ridiculous it's just it's just silly you know yesterday um on the fourth uh there was a, a big party i don't know where it was i saw it on facebook it was a big party um african-american big hoedown it was wonderful and um but it was such a big community event that they had to have police and so there's a video of a white policeman jumping in on this um african-american line dance oh and he's dancing with and him. he's dancing with him and they're cheering him on and it's wonderful and i'm like i wish i wish that would be on the national news. right 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 why is this the bad stuff on uh, the oh yeah, exactly news? so that was beautiful oh, you know like there's that. most most policemen 99 percent 
wonderful. Really good guys yes. and gals. All right, this is about veterans, and this is a veteran who came home and he was suffering from PTSD, and he decided that hugging made him feel better, and he thought, well, if it makes me feel better, people, veterans around the country would feel better. So he decided to go across America hugging people, not just to make himself feel better and to get out of his own PTSD funk, which I admire him. When you have PTSD, you want to hole up at home and stay away from people. Absolutely. You know, and 4th of July, not a good time for many vets, you know, loud and, you know, mm-hmm. noises and people suffering from PTSD. They don't want to go out during that time of year. Sure. So here he is traveling across the country, giving out hugs. This uh, From Oregon to Indianapolis, today I talked with an American hero willing to travel over 2,000 miles, all for the sake of a brief embrace. May I get a hug from you, sir? Oh, yes, sir. Four months ago, Iraq war veteran Ian Cook said so long to his Portland, Oregon home and embarked on a journey across our nation. Just traveled anywhere and everywhere. I could get a hug. And today, that journey brought him and his friends here to Indy's VA hospital. A simple hug and appreciation goes a long way. Cook and his companions say they've trekked over 25,000 miles during a campaign they're calling the Human Hug Project, clinging on to complete strangers who don't seem to mind. Oh, I feel great. Uh, What they're doing is good. It's a wonderful thing because it does help to know that there's support out there. We all go through something after we come back, so all the support is needed. Needed by both sides of the embrace. Cook says he suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, a mental health condition he's been coping with since he returned from Iraq. But now, he believes love is the best way for him to heal. A hug is something that I was so disconnected from for so many years that it's kind of my new medicine. And it starts to take the the sharp pain from those memories. And instead, it replaces that with a sense of brotherhood, appreciation, and it it gives you hope. Gives him hope. Hope. I love it. Who doesn't need hope? We all need hope. And for him to do that is, I mean, it's so self-healing and country healing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, he was doing it for both. I love that. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it makes me feel so good. You know, we live in a great country. We do. Oh, thank God. You know, thank God. And, and, And I am very, very happy, even though... There's a lot about America that is going downhill, and there's a lot of it about America that's very, it's like turning away from God. Still, I am so proud to be an American. It does, um, I do get scared when I feel like many people are turning away from God. Uh-huh. But then I feel like when things happen in their lives, they turn towards God when, Absolutely. when they need God. I was just thinking about that yesterday because I would never, ever, ever wish a 911 on us again. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, it would be such um, an interesting thing if we had some kind of national crisis right now. Because then all these people ugh, would turn back to God and turn back to each other. There's such acrimony in America. Well, I'm telling you that I'm so, I, I kept checking, you know, the news wires over the news wires. I'm so old school. I kept checking, um, you know, all the, 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 <laughs> the news stories. The, the, the little teletape. I kept checking the internet, you know, checking out the latest news um, over the weekend because the FBI was on alert. Me too. And I wanted to see if there, I was hope praying that there wouldn't be an event. Absolutely. And my husband said, boy, I'm telling you, if there's an event like that, like Americans come together, they won't stand for it. Exactly. And since you're, you're you guys were, and I was thinking about the same thing. I wonder if a lot of people I were. I think a lot of people were. You know, because we are proud and we do band together. And that is what happened after 9-11. People did come together. Absolutely. And, of course, we don't wish that at all. But no. I want more people to come back to God, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, I really, really wish we had more unity in this country, Christian or not. Yeah.
All of us. And speaking of Christians, I just feel that around the world, Christians right now are being uh, singled out. And yep. it's a scary time to be a Christian if you don't live in the United States. Abs- you, you know, many parts of the world, if you're a Christian, it, it's it's a death sentence if you live in certain parts of the country. You know, well, it... Pardon me. Well, yeah, it's been for a while. There's a book I just read called The Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin. And um, he went and he interviewed people who are persecuted in Russia, China, all over the world. And it is amazing that so many Christians go through persecution and they think of it like we think of it as TV. You know, oh, I got persecuted today. Or they don't they don't use that right, word. They're used to be, they're so used they're to being so persecuted. They're so used to it. Yeah. yeah, that it's like a part of their everyday life. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not a doomsday person at all. But... I am saying, okay, God, if you want Christians to stand up more and more because we're going to get persecuted, give me the courage to do so. Right, because it can be scary, you know, when you're asked. I mean, a lot of these people who are being killed are being asked, are you a Christian? Or they're being quizzed on the, the Quran and asked certain questions to determine whether they're Muslim or not. So, exactly. I mean, we're giving generalizations, but you're, we're seeing the headlines around the world. Oh, uh, yes, and it's very, it's true. It's not propaganda it's true well speaking of good news again as we pop back into the good news arena um you had um a topic recently that we um discussed uh regarding kids and summer and teenagers and what it was about how to best support kids yes to let them I've, develop during the summer I have and not three be couch ways, potato. okay three ways um that i personally and i i've talked to other parents of teenagers that really encourage your student your student your child during the summer i have one 16 year old boy and when summer comes you know when you're little you, you provide all these activities and oh, you go my everywhere kids go crazy they're oh, you know, constantly doing fun things yeah well if i did that with noah he would revolt uh, oh really in an instant yes okay. he doesn't want me planning his life but so what i do is first i encourage him <laughs> very strongly to get a job or to volunteer and has he done that? He's done that. He got a job at um, uh, Ace Hardware for a while, and now he works at Subway. Oh. So he's Is a he sandwich. Because I get so irritated when they're like, all right, <laughs> did you say tomatoes? Because I don't. Uh, can somebody slice tomatoes? You'll need to wait for a while, ma'am, for the tomatoes. And so, is he fast? Oh, um, no. No, my okay, he's not. No. Oh, no. That's okay. funny that you okay. said that because right. my husband went and got his sandwiches he's the other like, day. Your son is like the slowest Subway sandwich maker in well, the country. Well, yes, and he... Um, he was on the cash the cash register oh and he was he was very deliberate he didn't make any mistakes but it, it was very he slow was and there was a line th- oh no and your husband's yeah. like Uh-oh. already getting anxiety for him exactly. but was Noah so laid back he's like whatever they can wait because I'm doing this right I'm gonna cash this out right if they're using a gift card I'm gonna get it right <laughs> exactly yeah. you know my son yeah and uh but you know he's he's doing all right he's only been there like he's three learning weeks, the ropes three four weeks he might be faster later yes i do like the fast ones but i don't like them when they skimp on the olives oh no 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 yeah. you know oh that's so funny you said that because i i had a tuna sandwich and i love my tuna san- sandwiches with olives you have black so olives. I, oh, I looked and i'm like yes <laughs> Put a lot of or like when you ask for extra and they give you like two. Well, yeah. I guess they have like you know certain regulations of what is enough. Yes. And like apparently it's six olives is oh. enough. And if you want extra, you have to pay for it. And really? my wife could survive really? off of olives. So every time, when, especially when she was pregnant, she wanted more and more olives. And I'd go and ask for extras. And they got to know me. And they're like, 
You're gonna have to start paying for these. You're you're getting more than six. Oh my olives. gosh, she was on the olive alert at uh, <laughs> at Subway. He's on the like. Do you, you recognize this man? He always asks for extra olives. His wife is pregnant. I'm sure He's there's a picture of me in the back. You get know. an upcharge. Oh my gosh. Okay, so to support your teenagers over the you know a summer and uh, encourage them to get a job. Yes. Okay, or volunteer. Exactly. Second thing, um, I really wanted him to have some kind of project or learn something. Oh, so he's I like learning. That. He's learning to type very slowly. And one, does he know how to type if he uses computers and like iPads? No, and, no, no. I mean, he does. does. He peck. Well, he does, but he pecks. Oh. They don't teach typing. I worked with an anchor that pecked. He could peck so fast it was creepy. It was like, did, 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 you work with like a producer chicken. who pecks, yeah. like oh, a T-Rex peck? style. Oh, you do Two T-Rex style. <laughs> I'm fast. Wow. Oh, I, I can't I, tell. But you know, I do peck on my um. I type on a keyboard, but I peck on my iPad. That's interesting. I really want Noah to type. Okay. That's a very useful skill. So how are you teaching him? Well, there are uh, things on the computer, that, games oh. and, and, so, and uh, practice things. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, so into a game. Yeah, it's all on the computer. Maybe I'll have my kids do that. Like oh, it's that. fantastic. Okay. And uh, so we're doing that. We're also uh, reading Acts oh. and then watching AD. Have you oh, seen that show? No. So um, it's really cool because it follows most. There's a lot of drama, but that's not in the Bible. But it follows Acts pretty well. So we're doing that. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and I said, okay, only two things, Noah. You know, because he really wants to be independent. Okay. And then what's the third? So get a job or volunteer. Yes. And then a project. And your project is read Acts and watch AD and learn how to type. Yes. Okay. And does he have to work on this every day? By the way. No. Okay. And then let them go somewhere. Encourage them to go somewhere. Take a trip. A camp camp or mission trip. On Saturday, Noah goes to a Navajo reservation in Arizona for a mission trip with other kids. With his youth group. You, didn't you, Moose, do stuff like that when you were a teenager? Oh, yeah. I didn't because I worked full-time, so I couldn't go anywhere. But um, Went to well, the small I, towns in Colorado, toured around Europe, playing in a band. This, and you made other. a lot of wow. friends through your church and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, that was where I, I had my core friends were at church. At church. It's okay. very important because, A, like Moose said, relationships and independence occur. And also, they need time as teenagers away from the parents. <laughs> Is he looking forward to it? Yes, he is. is ask me if ask me if we're looking forward to it. Are you freaked out? No, we want him to go. Oh, oh, you, oh he's a teenager. I forgot yes. about that part. Yeah, you want him to go for a while. Yeah. Wait, I mean, are they grumpy? Are they? I mean, we don't want to pick Noah out of the crowd, but we're gonna because he's the only one you have. So we'll, <laughs> we will pick him out of the crowd. Are do they change a little? Is there, are they quieter or they want to be independent? You know, so they what? want you to back off, don't they? Yeah. There's when a, he's an only child. Are you kidding me? I mean, you won't leave the kid alone. Are you hungry? But you asked me five minutes. You want some toast? I got cheese sticks. No, you sure you're sure you're not hungry? I got cereal. <laughs> your favorite Fruit Loops? Oh my goodness! Yeah, he he gets really annoyed with me. Twelve through fifteen was a very dark period in really? the Yopestone. Twelve to fifteen, really? Oh, it was a long three years. Really? He oh, did, it starts he would, at twelve. He I did, don't even get to well, wait till thirteen. No way, it did. Oh And boy. he didn't want to talk to anybody. He didn't want to do anything. He, he wanted was to go sullen. to his room and be like, yes. Well, so what happened? Is he is he bouncing out of this? Probably because you're letting him go away. Sixteen, I don't know. I I've heard from other parents too that a, a, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, they kind of find their confidence in who they are oh, to some extent. I mean, they're still in high school. Yeah. But he has blossomed and bloomed. He got his uh, permit. He has a job. He is like doing really well, and he's 
even my relatives, my brothers and sisters, say, oh my goodness, Noah is fun to be around. Wow, he's fun again. Fun Noah came back, just like he was when he was six. And yes. he took kung fu class, and he thought he was fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love that. He's back. Yes. He's back. He's back. Isn't that nice when your kids return? I love oh, that. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, I know once you asked him what um, he admired about you, which is hard for a teenager to admit they admire anything about their mother. And he said that he admired that you continued to pursue your dream of being a writer, and yes. you've written uh, two books now. And so I want to make sure people can find you because that's been a big dream of yours and uh, they can find out more about you and what you do and you know you're a beautiful woman of God and you Aww, have a real passion for Angie, your faith thank and you. I get encouraged by you every week when you come Aww. in I really look forward to it oh thank you I really like so, you too yeah, I really like you yeah I you're like all you. right I'm gonna keep you on the guest list <laughs> thank you yeah all yes right. I made the cut what's your website a robbyyopes.com and it's I-O-B-S-T. 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 Robbie Opes. Okay, excellent. All right, stick around, Robbie, because I'm going to talk to one of the uh, stage uh, directors uh, for the uh, uh, Central City Opera House, which is so cool that we have, like, big-time opera in our city. Yes. Well, in, just outside of our city. So we'll talk about that, and then you'll come back, and we have some go- more good news that I want to share with you. All right? Sound good? Cool. I'll, I'll be, be right back. There. All right, stick around. This is where love lives, 810 KLVZ. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have things you want to give away, but you know, you feel like, oh, it's too nice and I just want to give it away or it's too much of a hassle to bring it down to donate it? Well, guess what? I'm very good friends with the ARC organization. My friend Francis Owens is here and you'll come pick up our stuff for free. We will. I won't personally, <laughs> although I guess I could. Yes. I actually do some of that, but we would love anything you'd like to donate. Nice items, even if they're not quite so nice. Things sell. It's amazing. It's like you're always on a hunt. Please call 303 Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We'd love to come pick up anything you'd like to donate. Well, I have to tell you, we donate a lot because my husband refuses to let things hang around the house. And he used to just <laughs> aim for the trash. And now he knows no. we have an ARC box. Yep. And you know we've even brought a trailer load down. And that's before I knew that you would come pick up things for free. And if you want more information about shopping with a purpose, they have great items at ARC. All of the money stays locally to help the disabled community. Go to arcthrift.org. Stop. Take a moment to think and ask yourself, is my business going where I want it to go? Am I being a good captain at the helm of my ship? If you said no or are struggling to come up with a decent answer, you need some guidance. Carrie Conley of Infinite Nation can assist you in setting goals, achieving them, and getting you and your business to the next level. You might need to restructure how you go about handling your business, clients, vendors, employees, and even your personal life. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation and can coach you to have the business and life that you've always imagined. Carrie offers a free 30-minute consultation to figure out how you can work together and set goals that stick to set you up for success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to design your vision and get started on the road to victory today. Grow your true passion and gain the tools and supportive community you'll need to progress while remaining completely anchored in your goals. Get Carrie to give you a nudge or a push in the right direction. InfiniteNation.com. I-N-F-I-N, the number eight, Nation.com. Music, talk, and the love of Christ. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. 
Welcome back to the good news. You know, some of the good news here in Denver, in the Denver metro area, if you've ever been up to Central City to the Opera House, it's beautiful. I remember going up there when I was a kid, and my dad had done some work there, like, when he was younger. And so I thought it was so neat that uh, they wanted to come in and talk about their summer season. And so we have one of the stage directors here. Uh, She's working on the show La Traviata, Elise Sandel. Welcome to the show, Elise. Hello. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about the Opera House and what goes on up there, because we, we were just talking in the hallway with some people and they're like, oh, I haven't been up there in ages. And some people that aren't connected with the theater may not know, but you guys have a thriving theater and opera community up there every summer. We sure do. Every summer we produce opera up in the Rocky Mountains in Central City. This summer we're doing four different operas. We're doing La Traviata, Man of La Mancha, The Prodigal Son by Brent Benjamin Britten, and Don Quixote and the Duchess. It's so neat that we can have professional, you know, level opera in this little mountain town outside of the city. I just think it's so neat. And you guys bring people in from all over the country. There was a young man last year, and forgive me, I can't remember his name, but his story was so amazing. He'd been homeless as a teenager, and then he got a scholarship or went to school to be an opera singer. And he travels all over the world now, and he came in last year to talk. So you guys bring people in from all over for these shows. We do, from all around the country and even all around the world. And one of the greatest assets of Central City Opera is their Young Artist Program, the Bonfie Stanton Young Artist Program. And this year they have 30 young artists from all over the country, from music schools all over the country, of different voice parts, doing the small roles, participating in short work scenes, as well as playing parts in the operas and playing the chorus in the operas. And then we have principal artists from all over the country, too. One of the things that's so much fun about Central City Opera is it's part of the greater opera world in general and you start to see artists that you've known from other engagements in other opera houses or from working in Central City before and it's really like coming home and it's coming home to family. So I've worked at several summer opera festivals but of all of the ones that I've worked at Central City Opera definitely feels the most like home. Really? Oh that's so cool and then do you live in the area or do you travel here for the summer? I actually live in Chicago Ah. and so So I spent six summers at Central City Opera as an assistant director, and this is my first summer back in about seven years, and it's my main stage directing debut, so it's a really exciting time for me. That is exciting. So explain to people, like, I'm curious because uh, I love to watch the theater, but the the behind-the-scenes magic that goes on, I don't know as much about. So what will your job entail for, you know, preparing for La Traviata and then it actually coming to fruition? What types of things will you be doing? throughout the summer to prepare? Well, so the stage director is in charge of the visual and dramatic and emotional impact of the opera. And they work with the conductors and the singers to achieve that. So it's my job to work with the production team, the scenic designer, the props master, the lighting designer, um, our costume department and our wigs and makeup department. So many talented people up there all working together. It's the whole look. Yeah, I'm in charge of everything that you can see and I'm partially in charge of everything that you feel in your heart. And I work so with the cool. conductor to achieve that. So I did most of my preparation leading up to the time that I got to Central City. We're about a week into rehearsal now, and our season opens with La Traviata on July 11th. And so we have a few more weeks of rehearsal, and we've just had our first week of rehearsal now. And it's been going really 
Well, we have a wonderful cast. What's it like to be back in Colorado and Central City? You said it feels a lot like family, and it's been seven years since you've been back. Oh, it's so great. I'm so happy to sort of be home, and I just love the mountains, and I love the way that Central City Opera works, and the leadership of our general and artistic director, Pat Pierce, he really chooses very interesting rep and very interesting artists to achieve it. And he is, I would say, a genius at casting the operas. And so it's so great to be a part of it and to have to be making my directorial debut yeah. is really exciting. And is Central City respected around the country as, you know, um, a, you know, a, an opera organization? It definitely is. So cool. You know, there are some opera companies that are sort of, you know, during the year opera companies, the Metropolitan Opera and uh, Lyric Opera Chicago. I work there a lot. And then there are some summer opera festivals, too, like Santa Fe and Opera Theater, St. Louis and Glimmerglass. And we're definitely in the top five. We're very well respected. Well, I think that's a real gift to Denver and to Colorado in general to be able to have that. And oh, so sure. I encourage people to go up there and to, you know, look on the website and find out more about it. I'm actually going up uh, to see um, a show and get involved in the community because one of my friends is one of your volunteers up there. And oh, she's great. constantly, I'm like, what do you do? I'm going up to Central City because she volunteers so much with the opera. And oh, yeah. I think if you're a, a lover of the arts, it's a great thing to support. Now, in terms of casting, so, okay, you're saying he's a genius in casting the opera. So. So you're here in Central City. You're obviously not casting people in Central City. Like you're not putting something in the paper saying, hey, everybody in Central City, come out and audition. So how do you audition people that might be in another part of the world or the country? So he's got an idea of who he wants. How does he go about that when they're not here? Well, you know, Central City Opera hears auditions at several different locations around the country. For instance, they were saying that for their Young Artist Program, they heard more than 400 singers and then they had to pick the best 30 30. out of that and what a great opportunity for these kids oh boy it's really an exciting opportunity and they get to live up there for the better part of the summer yeah they have been in the city i think for about two weeks now and they'll be there until i believe the second week of august well it's a fun night too to head up um to central city you could stay up there or drive back down it's such a close drive we also have lots of performances in the afternoon as well and so if you're looking to make it a daytime excursion you can make that happen as well and we have all kinds of sort of extras that add on to the festival as well we before some of our afternoon performances, we perform short works, which are scenes where you can see our young artist program uh, focused on. And then sometimes after the evening performances, they have an event called Opera Opera. And so you can come and hear opera singers just sing things they like singing that aren't the same as the characters That's they're portraying so on the cool. stage. And, you know, there are restaurants and there are lots of fun things to do up in Central City. And it's also so beautiful that you can get your nature fix and your arts fix all at once. At the same time. Oh, that is so cool. Well, I'm just so glad you came down to see us, Elise. I just think it's such a neat opportunity for you to be back after seven years and a big change from the Chicago weather. Hello. Oh, boy, isn't it ever. (laughs) It's been raining so much there. It's so humid when it's hot in Chicago. It is hot in Chicago when it's cold. It is cold. So, yeah, I'm sure the mountains are a nice reprieve for you. Indeed. All right. So for people who maybe have never been to the opera, before we wrap up the interview, anything you want to say that obviously, I, I think the um, after um, the opera, the pre-opera, that sounds like so much fun to hear the oh, opera singers so sing other things. And I love it. 
that you package things up. But what would you say to someone who's considering coming up to the opera and like, I don't know if I want to drive all the way up there. I just think it's so neat to support the arts that we can have something like this in the metro area that you might only get in a big city. I mean, Central City, these are people that are performing in Chicago and New York. How cool is that? Indeed. I would just suggest to anyone to check out our website www.centralcityopera.org we have our whole calendar and all of our extra offerings as well as the dates of all our shows up on the calendar and come up and see us you're going to find the drive so worth it and the drive is kind of pretty too it really is let's be <laughs> honest yeah and a matinee would be fun as well uh, thank you so much Elise and congratulations on your first big stage director um, job with the uh, Central City Opera for La Traviata and again that opens what you date july july 11 excellent thanks elise okay bye-bye robbie yopes isn't that so cool i just i I wanted to have her come in and talk a little bit about the opera because i think it's so neat that people from all around the world can audition they have different spots around the country and these 30 young people um that they have in this apprentice program it's so neat that young people have the opportunity to get involved in the arts and so i think just keeping this alive supporting it is a really cool thing it's not a very long drive up there one of my friends is the guild president so she's the one that turned me on to you know hey let's you know promote this a little more and so yeah well i'm so glad that they're promoting it more because I'd never heard of it and what a wonderful thing in a in a town like Central City beautiful town uh, but away from Denver that has this incredible art support well and now that Elise has walked out I have to share with you the funniest thing and I already told her I thought it was the coolest thing ever she gave me the most excited reception to a hug I've ever gotten so when she comes <laughs> I put out my hand to shake um, her hand uh-huh. right was not funny moose so it was, uh-huh. she puts out her hand to shake my hand and I put my arms out you know and I said I'm a hugger and she said yay me too <laughs> and I'm like wow that is the best reception I've ever gotten to just a like hug. the movie Tommy boy brothers don't shake hands brothers got a hug <laughs> but she was like it out. yay me too i just oh. thought that was so stinking cute so all right so you've got a good news story and so do i so let's start with you okay and boiling springs high school it's in spartanburg south carolina I just like the name boiling springs it boiling sounds like springs. it would be like a cars movie isn't that radiator springs and <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah yeah boiling yeah. springs and radiator springs they're like neck and neck right next to each other yeah. <laughs> on route 66 yes. but uh the custodian's name is brenda hurst okay so she's just a custodian a, at the school yeah and she's a wonderful lady well last year her house her family home broke um burnt down Aww. i don't know why but it totally burnt down and is immediately when that happened the student council of Bo- boiling springs high school uh, who loved their custodian got together and said we have to do something for her so what they did is they got together and partnered with a group called carpenters for christ and Carpenters for Christ and them, they took um, maybe nine months to a year, and they raised money, and then they built her home and furnished it completely. Oh, my goodness. So, so her reaction. This, yeah, just this last week, they brought her to the, her home, and they had a bus like that old show, and they said, move the bus. And so they moved that bus, and then she saw it. And this lady is loud like me and very funny, and she just started screaming and then crying and laughing together oh the best the reaction best ever. reaction ever she went into the home she's still like just <sighs> doubling over it's, a, it's very sweet and she said i just feel like i'm in beverly hills <laughs> 
You know, I just love it when people look out for the people that take care of them. Yes. For instance, um, see this picture of this man. We talked about this when school got out. So you see kids lining up for autographs like a rock star. That's oh. the school janitor, Mr. Steve. That's wonderful. And so these elementary school kids in um, in Illinois, before school got um, out um, at Allen Shepherd Elementary, they found out that Mr. Steve would sign their uh, yearbooks. So... All of the kids in the that entire line. school lined wow. up all the way down the um, entire length of the uh, playground um, to get Mr. Steve's um, autograph in their yearbook. And they said they, that Mr. Steve felt like he was a rock star because they <laughs> love him so much. And we have Mr. Tony at our school. The kids love him. They'll be like, Mom, it's Mr. Tony's birthday. I can't believe we didn't get a present for Mr. Tony. I'm like, well, we certainly could. And wow. then like our garbage man, he loves us. And, you know, my father-in-law does a lot of this where he just rewards people with, you know, like thank you for just doing your job and being so good to us and taking care of us. And so our um, we've left him money a couple of times. And like if my kids are homesick from school, they'll run like um, banana muffins out to him you know and they love his smile because he has a gold tooth and they're, <laughs> and they're like oh, he has te- gold in his mouth <laughs> yeah, he's so rich with gold in his teeth and he has like the best smile ever right so oh, every time sweet. we see him in the neighborhood he waves at us he just loves us but he always carries my trash cans up to the garage door and the other people there's oh, still like down that's, by the street yeah that's so he's thanking me back treatment. right so my father-in-law is visiting and he's like let me tell you something you leave a six-pack and he'll put those things right in the garage for you <laughs> and I said I'm not leaving a six pack for the garbage man. My father was so Chicago. He's like, yeah. he'll put him right in there. You give him an opener, he'll put him right in the garage for you. He'll probably even go in and get it for you. Just leave him a six pack. I'm like, I think the money is sufficient and a good a good banana muffin. Exactly. Don't you lose? Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody loves a good banana muffin. Yes. But if you're to leave a six pack anywhere, you know where my desk is. <laughs> Can you imagine at a Christian station we're not doing that? Oh my gosh. We'd probably be audited or something. I was, I was talking about so there was one other story okay mr clark and he's been on our show mr clark 26 years ago it's probably 27 by now he was featured on the cbs evening news and he is one of my favorite interviews i still bring him on daybreak usa which if you're in denver it's on our denver station uh, klvz every morning so anyway um I, we ring him up and we say hey we saw you on the cbs evening news and you're a real I said, you're a real life hero. He's like, oh, you know, it's, you know, I'm not doing anything special. Here's what he does. Oh, uh, 26 years ago when he uh, applied for this job as a janitor at this high school in Texas, he thought, well, you know what? I'm going to get a better job, so I'm just going to do this temporarily. He said it's the best job <laughs> in his, uh, he could ever ask wow. for. And he says that every time you interview him, he says he works for the best school in the United States of America in Texas. And what <sighs> he does is he counsels as many kids as the counselor does. And she's got her Ph.D. and all these degrees and everything, and his grammar is not so great. But he has become so loving towards especially young men who don't have a father figure. Oh, it's so important. That he says on Father's Day he gets so many cards and so many phone calls that it brings tears to his eyes. Mm. And one of the kids who was in the CBS story, um, he then later talked to Mr. Clark after the story aired, and he said, he he told Mr. Clark that I love you. And they love him like a dad. And he says, once they know you care and you love them, they'll buy what you're selling. And if you're selling a good education to them and advice Mm. on their lives and 
advice on how to stay out of gangs and advice on how to stay out of prison. If they know you care, they will, they will, they'll buy what you're selling. That is wisdom. That is so, so wise. He told me, he said, Angie, I have more awards on my walls from my years of like the counseling department literally calls him and says, we've got a kid for you that we think that could use your help. He says he has more awards on the walls from all, you know, these two two plus decades of work with kids. uh, But he said it's the cards and the calls on Father's Day. And then he gets teary eyed. He starts to cry a little. And he said, and I said, what? And he also said that his bathrooms, if you go into his bathroom, Bathrooms, they're the cleanest bathrooms you'll ever go enter. You know, <laughs> nice. he goes, and, and I said, you have such pride in your work. And he said, my dad taught me if a job is worth doing, it's worth doing well. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that we, we're telling all these custodian janitor stories. The one that I brought up, the Brenda Hurst, um, in, in the story, she said that um, she considers herself not, a cust- not just a custodian, but a custodian slash counselor. Because she goes into the bathrooms uh, and, and these the girls, girls are, are crying. Oh. And so she has made so many relationships going into the bathroom to clean and just hugging these girls. Oh, my goodness. Isn't, Isn't that, that wonderful? Beautiful? Yeah. It just shows you that people that we, society sometimes deems as not as significant as, for instance, a president or a um, physician or whatever. Or the principal in a yes, school. Yes, right. And here they have more hands-on, sometimes Absolutely. direct interaction with the kids and influence. And um, Mr. Clark bragged to me about how many kids that he's led to college. Really? Yes. That he Now, he hasn't gone to college himself, but he said there's so many kids that he... Have, and I said, did they keep in touch with you over the years? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> in graduation time, you get sad, you know, because there's more kids coming in that need his help. Ugh. And I said, so what do you do? Do you go? He goes, oh, we'll go sit, you know, on a rock outside of school and <laughs> chat about what's going on with their lives or what's going on at home. And these young men without fathers just really... They, we think teenagers don't want as much love, and I recently read a Christian mothering book. They may act like they don't need us as much, and then we can get busy with our own lives and kind of ignore them. Yes. And that's what I think when the problems start, because they need us just as much, They, but they don't show they want the love as much, but they do. Oh, and it's you'll very see important. When you have an open-door policy, I'll bet you you have young teenage, t- teenagers that come to your home specifically because you know, you're, you, you've got the door open and, and you're loving. I sure hope so. Yeah. Oh, the, all, we have boys all the time in our house, I hope. <laughs> all right, Robbie Yopes, I-O-B-S-T, RobbieYopes.com. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Spreading hope, joy, and goodness. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. This is a good place. I really like it.
This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Break and sorting the different Brick Break stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. This is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. You know, I have to say, Dan Jacobs is such a blessing to us. I met Dan years ago, and he was a producer. And then some life changes happened to him, and he decided that he was going to go back to school, become an attorney, and then he got in the real estate business as well, in addition to that. And you've been a real mover and shaker, and you're a supporter of of the good news as well. And I highly recommend Dan as someone to work with in real estate. He's an honest guy. And, hey, by the way, he brought his girls in today. Do the girls want to say hi, Dan? I think they do. So, hi, ladies. Want to introduce yourselves and tell us how old you are? Talk right in the mic. I'm seven. What's your name? name? Audra. Oh, hi, Audra. And? I'm Flora, and I'm 11. You guys, is it fun to come in with your dad when he's on the radio? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're, I have to say, you're one of the best huggers, Audra, in the United States of America. (laughs) Every time I see you, I get a free hug, and I love that about you. All right, so a lot of people selling right now because they're getting prices for their homes that they haven't been able to get before. Now, years ago, I'd say uh, two years ago, um, my house had been listed, and maybe three is when I started, and it was for sale for like a year. Nice house, nice neighborhood, just couldn't get a bite. And now things have completely changed. So people are wondering, hey, what could I get from my house? You can meet with them. Like, what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Actually, I have a couple exciting things to um, talk about today real quick. But yeah, absolutely. Give me a call, uh, 303-304-2230. And we can talk about the things that we can do to get your house sold uh, really quickly. The, The key thing is still marketing. I did have a client whose house I sold in Windsor two years ago. And she had bought another house. Well, she's getting married. So she called me last Sunday and she said, Dan, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I thought because the market was so hot, I could sell my other house with the, with the, the cheap guys, the flat rate. Yeah. And that's just not working. So I need to come back to you because I know you and your team at Madlam, you have the marketing systems in place. That's important. So will you please take, take this thing over? So it's, it's the marketing and the, the ability to spend resources to actually get these properties in, in front of the most eyeballs, yes. the people looking on the internet, is very important. I agree. But uh, a new program that we are rolling out uh, on the buy side, because what's happening right now is a lot of buyers are out there. They're wanting to buy, and they're getting outbid on everything. Well, you said you had like 50 offers on a house. So there are things you can do to make your offer more attractive. And this is what's really exciting. We're rolling out a program. Because what's happening is even if you have a good loan and you have some money to put down, you're losing out to cash offers. If you're in that 250, 300 range or below, how are you going to compete against those cash offers? At Madeline Real Estate, we're rolling out a program where we can turn every offer on a conventional loan 
into a cash offer. Really? Absolutely. That makes your offer way more attractive. That's why a lot of people win out on because they're like, it's all cash. And you're like, oh, great. Because I, I remember once when I was in California, I had an offer. I, I took it. It was like the best one. And then they couldn't qualify for the loan. And so I'd kind of moved on and the other people had moved on. And I lost out on the people that really did have the money. Right. Exactly. So what, uh, what the way we do it is so we have investors now that for you know a percentage, you know basically two points, they'll say, okay, we will purchase the property for you. Now the whole time concurrently, you're going to get your loan, right? So we'll close on X day, you know, let's say on the 30th, and then you will buy it right back from us for two days later with your loan. So at Madlam, Dan Jacobs can give get you um, the ability to give a cash offer, which may, if there's 50 offers, put you at the top of the pile rather than the bottom of the pile. So you've literally got people out there who are trying to buy homes, even offering more than the asking price, who can't get in the home because the inventory is so low. Right. And then so if, if, if an owner is sitting there and they say, well, we have this offer that's all cash, and we have this one that's FHA, and then we have this one in the middle that's not FHA, but it's not cash. They're going to take the cash offer if it's if it's even close. It's less hassle, and it's guaranteed. They know that that's going to go through. Right. So um, the investors are, are going to buy the home for you and then get that home, you know, the title over to you. So it's a very exciting new program that we're working on. Um, I think that will really give our buy-side clients a big advantage in this hyper-competitive market right now. Yeah. All right, Dan Jacobs, if people want more information, what are the best ways to reach you? So the easy one to remember, danjacobsrealestate at gmail.com. That's easy. danjacobsrealestate at gmail.com. Or my phone number is 303-304-2230. Excellent. And hey, if you ever have questions about Dan, feel free to contact me on my website, angieaustinradio.com, and I'll tell you all about him. Thanks, ladies. Say bye. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to Good News. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.